ending my series on connection today, and I just have a couple extra scriptures that I've not already shared, and, and um, you know, we've, we've talked in the last few weeks that we've talked about the importance of what God is building and what God is empowering us in and how God, God in the Old Testament, the Bible said his eyes and his heart were on his house. We see in the New Testament that his house is the church and the church is his body. So as you meditate, the more you meditate on that, the more revelation comes to you about his body being the church, which is his house where his eyes and his heart are. The, 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 only, the only purpose and the only reason that earth is still here is because of us. I mean, I mean God, God, God is not... God had, didn't salvage planet earth because he just loved the land. And we've got some gorgeous places here. But you realize that earth is a replica of heaven. And man, I mean, I, I just have to believe it's, you know, as gorgeous as it can be here in certain places. I mean, I, I can't even, uh, gorgeous isn't a strong enough word, you know, in heaven. But God didn't need this place. And when Adam and Eve messed up in the garden, God could have just said, you know what? Forget this. Why mess with these bunch of losers? I gave them all this stuff. I just told them, man, just leave that fruit alone. You can have everything else. All, I mean, I mean, Adam's got his new wife, and I mean, you know, and his focus is on that stupid apple or fruit or whatever it is. Okay. And he said he could have just said, but he didn't. And right now, God's eyes and his heart are on his church we're the church i'm the church you're the church and we're the church and we've been talking about connections and why we need to be connected the importance of connection and in proverbs 29 and verse 18 and we've read this each week and i and i want to read it in the king james version and then the new king james but the king james says where there is no vision the people perish. But he that keeps the law or the word, happy is he. And we know in 1 Timothy 3.15 that the church, that the house of God is the church and the church is the pillar of truth. The reason we come here is because of the truth we receive that liberates our life. Next week, I've, I've got a one message uh, sermon and in the month of September, I have a new series on Sunday, and we have a new series on Wednesday night throughout the month of September, and, and, and we'll see how long each of those series will go, but those series are because, as I prayed, God said, I want you to, to deliver this because people need it, and, and I'm never more assured of how people need the light of the Word because Darkness covers the earth and deep darkness the people and you see results of that happen all over planet earth. But it doesn't change the fact that the light is not only on us, but it's in us. And the light in us is to destroy the darkness. So in other words, where there's darkness, we're part of the answer based on how we embrace the truth and let the truth become a part of us. You will not embrace the darkness. You will become a part of the darkness, born again, spirit-filled, 
Love God with all your heart and you can become a part of the darkness if the light of the word is not being revealed to you on a day-to-day basis. Because you cannot withstand the assault of the enemy that comes against you to try to talk you out of the promises of God. All the promises that we just mentioned that are in the word concerning children. That should stir us to want to raise our children right. Listen, if you're a parent, you'll always be a parent. Your child, no no matter how old they are, they're married, they do whatever, they have kids of their own, you'll always be a parent. You can always invest at different levels. You know, how you have responsibility over them changes, but you can always invest the truth. It's never too late. It's never too late with God. I don't care how old you are today, I don't care how many mistakes you've ever made, old things are passed away, everything's brand new, and it's never too late with God. Can you say amen? And he said, vision is the key to being strong, to being fulfilled, to seeing things manifest and come to pass. Vision is. And the New King James says it a little bit different, but I really like this, and we've, as we've mentioned it, where there is no revelation of the word, where there's no revelation coming, the people cast off restraint. Restraint sounds like something that's holding you back, and actually what restraint that he's talking about here is boundaries that keep you moving in the right direction instead of you just looking out there and thinking, well, whatever, I'll just do whatever. But vision causes you to stay focused and doing what God wants you to do. And we have to learn how to do that. We have to take responsibility within ourselves of learning how to do that because other people you come in contact with, if, if, if your attitude is sera, sarah, whatever it will be, will be, then you're going to let that affect other people the same exact way. I, I, I'm not a sera, sarah guy. I'm a God guy. Whatever God says, that's what I want. I mean, and I've made mistakes in in my hearing, but you know what? I'm going to correct those mistakes. I'm not going to keep making mistakes and letting it get worse and worse and worse. And the key to it, as we've talked about many times here, the key to it is that day-to-day routine and, and entrance of the light of God's word so that it enlightens the way I think, the way I operate, the way, you know, my actions, everything that I do in life. It all affects it. And, and, and it in, in enhances and influences what I do, the light does, instead of me being sucked into the darkness. I don't want to think in a dark way. I don't want to think like I used to think. I don't want to revert back to old ways of thinking. I don't want that. I want new, fresh ideas coming from God. Can you say amen? So, we read this last week, and then, and then I got two verses of Scripture that I'll end with. Um, in Matthew 5 and verse 14, and I'm going to read this in the uh, Message Bible. It says, uh, verse 14, yeah. Here's another way to put it. <clears throat> You're here to be light, bringing the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If you make... If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. 
By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, the generous Father in heaven. I want to read that last part. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up to God if what you got and what you're delivering is God. Right? If what I'm, if what I'm getting is God, what I'm developing is God, I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm working on my relationship with God every day. I'm more passionate and adamant about my relationship with God every day because anybody I open up to, if I'm somewhere and, and I'm having a bad day and it's getting the best of me and I open up to someone, you know, with an attitude, with emotion, with striking back at them because maybe they weren't so pleasant or whatever and I'm not aware of the things of God, I mean, you can ruin a connection with a person. When I open up to someone else, I have the potential to lead them to God just by a smile, just by letting them know it's a great day, just letting them see something of God. I'm not talking about preaching to everybody you come across. I mean, just be a light. Can you say amen? We are the light of the world, and he didn't put us to be put under a bucket. He didn't put the light on us and in us for us to be covered up, but to shine. So today is the day for you and I to shine like never before. Can you say amen? So, in in Ephesians 4, I want to read this to you. Um, In Ephesians 4, in verse 1, it says this. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body, one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and He's in all. But in this passage of Scripture, He's saying, for us to walk worthy of the calling that we've been called in. Number one, you've got to know what that is. You've got to have vision like we've talked about before. You have to have vision and revelation and understanding of what that is and what it looks like. And when we understand the calling and when we understand what we're here for, God wants us to walk worthy of that. Not not something that we're trying to make happen. It's something that is developed day to day, that we begin to walk worthy. There's nothing like a person that knows they're doing what's right. Can you you do and say the right thing all all the rest of today? Can you? I mean, he's given us the ability to do that. I don't have to do the wrong thing. I don't have to respond in an ugly way. I didn't say there wouldn't be temptation to do it because the enemy will always come at you and try to get on you to convince you of how you feel that that's more real than you walking in obedience to God. That's just the way, that, that's Christianity 101 and it never changes. In this life, we'll never come out of Christianity 101, I don't feel like. I don't feel like there's a 102. I feel like 101 is constant because, because all the pressure is what's, what heats up. We can't leave these elementary things, we can't leave them, the foundational things, and go to something else when we don't really understand this and we're not practicing it. 
Yeah, there's greater revelation and there's greater understanding to these truths, but we've got to understand how vital it is that we walk worthy of the calling that God has called us day to day. And number one, what is that? To love people? To be ministers of reconciliation, helping to reconcile people to God? That when we open ourselves up to other people, they can see the things of God and not us. And you say, why are you talking about this today? Because connection is vital connection to 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 one another is shannon talked earlier about our our sign up sheets for connect groups you know you may look over those and say well you know i i don't don't really want to do those you can't not do them if you're part of the body here you need to do something where you get to know people well you know i'm just not good with people well you got to learn to be better with people because god part of the calling in your life is to open up to somebody hmm I mean, you know, start opening up with your neighbor's dog. Just put your hand out there and let them sniff your hand and just just see what happens, you know. Well, I don't like dogs, okay. I didn't either. I didn't either. I didn't either. But then I started loving my dog. And you know what? When I started loving my dog, I mean, then my dog wanted to be around me and not anybody else. Is that right? My dog wanted to be around me. My dog wanted to be around me. Why? Because I started doing things with my dog instead of ignoring and complaining and talking bad about it and, you know, shoving it a little, you know, and all. I mean, you know, why would a dog want to be? No, they're not going to gravitate towards you. Well, start with your dog and maybe it'll open up to people. Hmm? You got to connect. And, and I promise you, you're the key to your connection. Not somebody trying to drag you in and making you do something. You don't, you don't let anybody make you do anything. Because at the end of the day, you're going to do what you want. And you don't want to sign up for a connect group and then not show up. So if you're not going to show up, don't sign up. But if you're not going to show up because of several things or different reasons, ask God, do I need to break this thing? Do I need to cut this thing off? Do I need to, to, to you know, purpose to get past this thing, this, this emotion? And if you do, do it and watch what will happen. I promise you. That's, the, that's how vital connection is to where we learn how to be in a position to open up to people so people can know God. So you see the responsibility in that? It's vital. And I'll tell you this. If you're faithful to something like connect, you know what will happen? Other people will be. If you're faithful to connect, so will other people. If you don't take it serious, neither will other people. So that means you have a responsibility to take it serious do something with it, follow through with it so that it enhances other people's lives. You realize when people get to know people and they're getting to know people that have the word in them and those people are willing to open up to them, then their lives can change. Your life can change, their life can change, all of our lives change. So this is a constant rotating circle of God doing amazing things in people's lives because we're willing to open ourselves up. Can you be hurt by people? Anybody ever been hurt by somebody? And, and that's going to stop us? Well, I'll never trust another person in my life. Don't, 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 don't say that. And if you've said that, repent and get past it. You've got to trust people. But the only way you can trust people is if you trust the God that's inside of you. Then you won't be taken by people. It's a difference. Your spirit will know 
when someone's trying to take you in a certain way. And when your spirit shows you that, doesn't mean you don't, you don't, you're not nice to somebody, but you don't let people take advantage of you. See, there's a difference. But even though you're not letting someone take advantage of you, God may be saying, I want you to love that person and do good things to them anyway and for them. Can you say amen? So my last verse, or uh, three verses of Scripture, is in Colossians 1. Colossians 1, and I want to read it in the, um, I don't know if I gave you this or not, but I want to read it in the New Living Translation. New Living Translation, uh, verse 15. He is the image, Jesus is, he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones, dominions, or principalities, or powers. You know what? I'm not reading. I'm going to read it up here. Can, can you give me the new living? I didn't, I didn't copy it correctly. <clears throat> Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. You like that? I like that. I knew I wasn't reading the right thing. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. Where, where is he? Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, but his representation in the earth is the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is in us. So I'm going to say it like this. You and I are the visible image of the invisible God. If the invisible God inside of us is the one controlling us. Man, what a responsibility. What a responsibility. I mean... Am, am, am I changing? Anybody think that I'm like altering scripture by saying that? You think about it for a minute. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that lives inside of us. It's not some alternate spirit. Well, we couldn't put the same spirit that was in Jesus inside of Burt Wimberley because of the mistakes that he's made in life. No, same spirit that raised him from the dead is the same spirit that's in us. And he said, the works that I did, you'll do, and even greater because I've gone to the Father and now the Holy Spirit in you is empowering you to be the visible image of the invisible God. It was worth you coming today just to hear me say that. I got chills over that. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Next verse. For through him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Verse 17. Everything was created through him and for him. Everything. Next verse. He existed before anything else. And he holds all creation together. Verse 18. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body, 
He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. So when you sign up for connect groups, he needs to be first in your decision making. And the reason you're doing it is for the benefit of other people. Verse 24, and I'll end with this. I am glad when I suffer for you in my body. This is Paul saying to the church at Colossae. For I'm participating in the sufferings of Christ that continue for his body, the church. So, if signing up for a connect room seems like you're having to suffer, then you're in good company. That's the way Paul saw it. And I'm telling you, the church at Galatia, the church at Ephesus, the Ephesus church was pretty strong, but the Colossae church, the church at Philippi, and a number of other churches, they gave Paul a hard time. You know, they reminded Paul at times of his past. They reminded Paul at times of, you know, things that he wasn't necessarily an authority on. And he let him know, I don't care what you think, my sufferings are for your glory. Things that I go through and I purpose to do out of obedience to God are for your glory. And today, I'm telling you at Gates of the City that our best days are here. We celebrated on the 14th of July, 30 years of ministry. And I really honestly feel like that we've just begun. I really honestly feel like we've just started in ministry. I, I, I know some people that are just ending their ministries. I mean, the next decade, I have some of the greatest vision I've, I've ever seen. I, I, I mean, all, all the decisions that are being made of things and new things that we are doing and going to do in the body right now are just, I mean, it's just like, it's like God's saying to me, I feel like I can trust you to do things the way I want it done. No pressure, no intimidation, no influence from outside things that try to take you away from what I want to see accomplished right here in Kerrville, Kerr County, all the surrounding counties, the region, the state of Texas, the United States of America, and the nations of the world. Amen? It's the greatest day. And it all starts with what I've talked about in these last three messages these last three messages, it all starts with having the revelation of the word that creates vision, that you believe in, that you can run with, and allow your life to open up that other people's lives can be changed. I'll just tell you this. Only reason that I'm in the ministry today is because I had a ministry with people. I ministered to people everywhere. <laughs> I was in a Burger King one time. It was a Burger King right by, uh, what was the mall in Far? Yeah, no, 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 the, the one in Far. It was right there on Old Lady Tree. Anyway, yes, yeah, it's, no, it's, no, it's no longer there. But there was a Burger King right there in the parking lot of the mall. There was a Luby's there too. Ooh, it was a good Luby's. Anyway, um, but uh, El Centro, that's what it was. El Centro Mall, what? Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I, yeah. And uh, I was in that Burger King one day, and I, and, and I, you know, 
I, got, I was about three people from the counter in line. And the Spirit of God told me, he said, I, I just want you to give like an altar call. I mean, it was right at lunch. So I mean, I don't know how many people behind me and people in front of me and people just running all over the thing. And he said, I just want you to tell people how great I am. I got, I mean, I'd pre, I mean, I'll tell anybody anything, but, but all of a sudden this intimidation, this fear thing just got all over me. And I, you know, I was hoping the cash registers would break or something. So by the time I got up there, but I got up there and I just, I just had to do it. And I turned around and I just said, and I just talked really loud. And when I talked loud, everything just went like this. Now today, if you do that, you know, you may have like six law enforcement on top of you before you can get another word out of your mouth. But in that day, people weren't doing crazy things. And all I said was, I just want you to know today that God loves you. I know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I told them, I know who Jesus is. You may not know Jesus, but I just want you to know today that God loves you. And I thought, in my mind, I thought, I don't have anything else to say. I feel like I need to run out of this place. (laughs) And I just stood there and I ordered whatever I ordered. I can't tell you the people that came up to me afterwards. And it wasn't, I wasn't trying to do something. I tried to talk God out of doing it. I think we'll go in that place and start and just stir the place up and stand on top of a table and tell them how great God is. No, not if God doesn't tell you to do that. But all my, all, all, all my born-again life before I pastored, I was already pastoring people. I, I didn't even realize it, but that's what I was doing. I mean, I pastored. I mean, I, I, every time I go to the valley or I talk to people in the valley, I mean, people always talk about how much they miss me being down there. I'm not talking about just about me but there was something that I had in me as I ministered throughout the whole valley that I just brought into what I'm doing here. It was just, a, it, was a, it was a result of that. And God had a plan. And I had to keep that and had to stay with that. And, and, and I've had to work real hard to make sure that I stay open to other people other than what I do here. And today, it's stronger than it's ever been. And it's coming out of me when I'm sharing with you things that I'm sharing today as we prayed over the students and the teachers today and as we prayed over the children and, and the parents and, and as I'm just sharing this word and in ending the service today with this word right here, I can just tell you, your life needs to be an open book and you don't need to be afraid of it because God's got a lot for you to do and I promise you there are things that God wants to do in you today that you haven't even seen yet and it's tied to you being open doing things that maybe aren't your comfort zone. And as you do it, other things just transpire and happen and evolve. One more testimony. <clears throat> the other day I was, I had to travel and go spend some time with my dad and work on some situations with, him, with my father. And, and as I, he and I were in the car, my, my youngest sister called. And um, she's had pretty she wouldn't mind me sharing this. She had a pretty rough road to hole and been through a couple of marriages and, you know, she's single now, single mom and her son's in high school and he's got some real challenges and issues. And so, 
So I'm, I'm, I'm a father to her, you know, in a way. I spend a lot of time ministering to her and, and sharing things with her and helping her out. And I was, I was over the last year, I've, I really encouraged her to stay where she's at and do what she's doing because something's going to evolve. Well, her son's in, in orchestra. He plays stand-up bass and bass and different instruments with some really, I've gone and seen him in really amazing orchestras. And uh, she called on the phone and she was telling us that they've asked her to be the head of the booster club. And she said, you know, do you think I should take it? And I said, uh, what do you think? She said, well, I don't know why they're asking me. And I said, Debbie, they're probably asking you because nobody else wants a job. <laughs> and she goes, you think? I said, yeah, I think. But you know what? I think it's for you. And I think in them asking you to do that, you're going to find out things about yourself that you could never get from me or anybody else. That you've got to step out and do that and believe in yourself to be able to be the head of the booster club. And I said, just think of the influence. She's born again. She loves God. She's growing in the things of God. I just think of the opportunities that you have to touch people's lives in that booster club and the children's lives. And man, I, I just... You know, I mean, there's nothing that excites me when I see people having opportunities for their book to be opened in a little bit different direction and something else happen because, you know what I told her? I said, you know what? This job that you've had that you've not liked, I I'm believing, and this is what I've been praying, and God just spoke to me right now. I told her this over the phone. God's telling me that your next job is through that booster club. There's something that's going to come and open and evolve that way. And see... She might be in that job hating it for the next five years if she didn't take something that's out of her comfort zone. I'm just saying. God's got great things for everybody in this house today. He's got great things for this house, but he's got great things in you and for you to happen. Some of you are believing for new jobs. Some of you are believing for things to happen, for financial things to change, for physical things to change, and all of that. And I promise you, in your connection and your belief of the light of God's Word as it's changing you, it caused other things in your life to evolve in ways that your natural mind would have never dreamed it would have happened that way. Just trust Him. Trust the God that's in you and develop that trust every day and watch what happens. The rest of 2019 into 2020. Amen? 2020 is going to be one of the best years of our lives in the name of Jesus. But the rest of this year is some of the best times if we just stay connected.